Hello everybody, uh, I, yeah I know it's been a while since uh, my last episode there, a couple of weeks maybe already passed, uh, but I've been kind of busy with just work, uh, working overtime and um, you know just a lot of errands to do as well. But I'm back now and I will be explaining the uh, second part to this story of mine, uh, which is around high school. And there's a lot of things, a lot of important events that happened in my life at that time. So, yeah, welcome to my corner. Alright, where to begin? So, uh, it started in grade 9, because that's where my high school started, from 9 to 12. And grade 9 was just more like an introductory to high school in general. Um, you know, just a young teen there, um, not really interested in much, but just getting by. And so I was still very lazy. My lack of work ethic uh, was, you know, still in place there. And I really didn't do much of the homework and wasn't really interested. And so, you know, I, I would come home with, uh, you know, not failing grades, but like just barely getting by. Um, the social aspect of high school. Um, I made a couple friends, played basketball once in a while with them. Um, and, you know, basically just hang out with whoever wants to hang out at lunchtime, uh, whoever I was friends with in class. So it wasn't a bad time. It was a pretty relaxing time. Uh, but then, you know, that's the time where I think I was introduced to video games as well. Um, and so I would play video games just constantly after school and not even touch the homework and because of that uh, I would get into arguments with my father um, and he, my, knowing my father he was he didn't really know how to communicate properly and so he, it would just be a, like a uh, I told you so kind of scenario or I'm telling you this and doing that and you gotta do this and that and I would just be rebellious and argue back and that would escalate things and so each time I fought with my father it was just very hard for me emotionally mentally um, you know I felt like a weight was just being added more on my shoulders uh, after each fight and so that didn't really help um, my situation when it came to education so the grades just continued to drop in fact I think I'm not sure if it was grade 9 or grade 10 but I think I failed a couple courses and then I had to repeat it back in grade 10 there so you know it really didn't help at all. Um, so when we moved to grade 10 um, that's when I kind of really got more social in a sense. Uh, I was part of a after school sustainability club and that's where I kind of made my my friends that I hang out with today. Um, but at the same time you know I had all these problems uh, arguments with my father, this lack of ambition for education and learning. Um, and then for some odd reason, that just turned into a uh, massive, um, well, anxiety first, and then it turned into a depression afterwards. Um, but yeah, no, it was a crazy time, a lot of mixed emotions. Uh, I remember that... You know, I think, I'm not sure if it was grade 10 or grade 11, but I'm pretty sure it was grade 10, where um, I was just staying up all night playing video games on the computer, and my mother caught me 
because she she used to work at that time and uh, she comes home at usually around 6 a.m. and for whatever reason I was just playing video games up until 6 a.m. and then she kind of caught me and called me out on it and then I would start yelling back at her and that would wake up my father and then you know we the situation escalated in fact it escalated to a point where you know I was very anxious I was very angry and frustrated you know well, I, I, keep in mind I haven't slept at this point it was 6 a.m. but I started packing my bags in front of them and you know they, they started panicking and saying what are you doing what are you doing I remember specifically my father saying that uh, you know if you do if this harms your mother or something like that I hope you go to hell you know something like that um, which kind of like struck me as a you know as a teen that back then because I and I don't expect to hear those type of words coming from your father but to be fair I was behaving like a spoiled child you know that's always in the computer a lot and so it got worse to that point where yeah I started packing my bags in front of them um, secretly I called an uncle to pick me up and I was you know I was crying at that time and I said uncle can you pick me up I I really need to be picked up and then so I stayed with him for like two two days or so um, and I, I explained a little bit of the situation that happened to me but my uncle was very nice and understanding at that time um, but that was a very heated uh, moment there and I really thought at that time that my parents or at least my father didn't love me um, and we also have um, a lot of other family complications that revolve around my father there and so it just didn't help the case for me to for, to fully love him and so after that runaway experience I went back home you know paid my respects to my father and my mother and then you know, for a couple of days, it was it was all right. I was going to school, you know, doing all right. But then, I think it's because I built a bad habit towards not doing homework, and I built a bad habit of replacing that time with video games. It just crept back in, and because it crept back in, I got back into my same modes of being, which was being lazy and not doing homework. And whenever I saw my grades. You know dropping drastically now at this point you know I, it would just hit me in from me uh, at the back of my mind uh, kind of setting setting my mood in a very depressive and anxious experience um, I wanted to tell someone about my problems with my dad problems with my mom with my situation that's going on at home you know, but I couldn't tell anyone that I felt comfortable with. I didn't know why, for whatever reason. I couldn't tell my cousins. I couldn't tell my close friends. So I ended up having some type of counseling at school, um, which, uh, sadly to say, it, it I don't think it did help me in the end. Um, because I'm not sure what happened, but... Yes, I was depressed, but I don't think it was... I don't think it was it should have been as severe as it as it should have and I think one of the main factors was that when I was seeing a counselor she kind of um pushed the pushed that idea that I had major depression um 
in some ways I did, but I think it, it, you know, when the counselor told me that, or actually she was a psychologist that was counseling me, saying, Norbert, you have major depress- depression. You know, when, when she told me that, I felt like, like I didn't want to believe it because if I did, if, if I accepted that, that I do have major depression, then, you know, I, I just made my life even more worse in some sense. And I wish that she didn't tell me that. I wish just, she kind of told me like, you're going through, you're, you're a teen right now and you're going through all these things. I wish she, she just didn't tell me that the, uh, the explanation was major depression. I, I feel like she just should have directed me towards things that are more productive in my life, like establishing maybe, um, establishing maybe good habits for doing homework and kind of deconstructing the habit of computer game addiction, you know. But, you know, she was a psychologist at the time and I kind of trusted her. And so, even though I'd be seeing her, my major bouts with depression kept getting worse and worse and then arguments kept coming back. Uh, because I fell into the trap of being comfortable with video games and being addicted to them or whatever's on the computer, right? It could be just wasting time on YouTube and whatnot. So I fell into that trap. And yeah, the depression just got worse and worse. And the counselor, every time I went to school, I would see the counselor and it just did not help me. Um... And so some days I didn't even go to school. Some weeks I didn't go to school, even months. My, I think my attendance record was like over around three months worth of absences at that school. And so, yeah, grade 10 to 11 was the, that time where I was just very, very sad. Because I didn't know what to do with my life. I didn't have any sense of direction or no one pointing me, um, even though I was in some youth groups for you know my my local uh catholic parishes they did not help it was only a temporary fill for when it came to feeling but um for me it was just i was just very sad um i remember there's plenty of nights where i just cried myself to sleep and there's plenty of times where i could not uh see my own family like I was just stuck in my room because if I saw my family I don't I didn't want them to see you know the eye bags under my eyes I didn't want them to see that I, that wasn't due to you know not just due to uh no sleeping but that was just due to crying a lot because your eyes get do get puffy when you cry and so I don't know why I was very emotional and have anyone to talk to then I had some drama that I started with friends and so I really didn't understand myself that th- at that time. So I was just very, I was a mess. I was a really bad mess. And so this depression would just start getting worse and worse each day as it dragged on. Um, we even tried switching schools at around grade 11. And at first, at the first month, you know, like anything, when you start something new, you get motivated. But then I just fell into my default habits that were toxic for me. Um, and the same cycle continued. I started getting more in de- more depressed. And so what happened was, 
you know, it was, it's crazy when I look back at it now that, that this whole depression phase, um, I, I think part of the trigger or the thing that caused it was the arguments with my father um, because I felt I felt that they were unnecessary. But in the same reflection now, I, I do see myself in my father's shoe where for whatever reason we have this son that's very incompetent and uh, I was very spoiled, I would say, you know, with whatever. I was very privileged to be living in a home uh, with food and, you know, a computer and access to internet all day and gets to do whatever I want. So I was very, I felt very uh, entitled probably at that time. And so all these arguments were very, like, abrupt for me. But I I even remember crying, or I even remember that I went upstairs because I I lived uh, downstairs in the basement in one room. I went upstairs to grab food in a bowl, and I just went, and I went back downstairs with the food, and then I was lying on my bed, and I was just straight up bawling, trying to eat my food, like, it was so bad, and, but every day, it was just, it was like that, like, I can't really see the world, um, and it was just very dark space for me, like, waking up was... Like I wasn't waking up. It was just like my body, my bio- biology, my biochemistry. It just felt like the feeling where the feeling right before you fall asleep or when you have sleepless nights. Like that's how tired my body felt all the time. And, you know, part of it was not eating right. Um, I remember that I was confronted by a teacher says what are you eating at home I told her I was only eating bread at that time and so I wasn't getting any nutrients from any healthy foods I was skinny like super super skinny probably like 80 pounds or so or so so it was crazy but yeah so after I switched schools and everything I still got depressed and it was just getting worse and worse I had to get go to the doctors to get sleeping pills because now I was I wasn't sleeping I wasn't sleeping at all anymore and I would just continue to get depressed and and not sleep and it was just this endless cycle and I I even thought at one point trigger warning that um you know I was becoming more suicidal now those thoughts started creeping in I I started becoming more nihilistic and not seeing a, a point in life you know, and I, I thought I thought of many ways of how to do it, but I thought the safest way for myself was to just overdose. But thankfully, you know, that never happened. Um, I even remember just praying on my knees at one point, just praying to God that, you know, just do something, get me out of this hell. You know, and funny enough, uh, because I didn't make the decision to kill myself that night, the next day, uh, I got a phone call from a friend. Well, I can't really call him a friend anymore because that's another drama story, but um, an ex-friend uh, who called me and wanted to hang out with me. And I took that as somewhat of a calling uh, from you know, our God trying to speak to me. And so I accepted the invitation to hang out at, at his place. And, you know, I I would just try to hang out with him more. Um, he was like an older brother figure to me. He 
who's much more older than I am, and I kind of grew up uh, around him because we were in the same youth groups. And so what happened was um, he kind of convinced me to drop out of high school and then continue to get a full-time job, which I think was the right decision at that time just because you know where my life was going and how I was feeling. Um, I wasn't getting the support that I needed and no one kind of understood my problems and so I thought that was a good solution. And so I, I kind of took that offer. He helped me get my first job and I started working uh, full-time for a fast food industry and I, at, during that, that time, um, I moved out. That was a good change of pace because I wasn't living in the same environment uh, that, that was making me toxic. And so, <clears throat> so um, there I was at a full-time job living, you know, 30 minutes, 30 to 40 minutes away from the city that I used to live in and just working full-time. And I think that's that's where I think this chapter should end and I should probably discuss that at part three. But looking back at high school, just in general and the afterthoughts of it, yeah, no, it's a rough time in high school, and it's sad to it's sad to hear that there's a more um, there's more mental illness being prevalent in in these times. Um, I don't know what's causing it to be honest, but for me, I'm not I'm not sure what made me feel isolated, because in fact I I wasn't isolated. I had so many people just trying to reach out for reach out to me, but. It was myself that wasn't willing to go out and talk to somebody. And the funny thing is, I couldn't talk to friends or family, but I was completely open to counselors, to uh, people online, like do do that uh, do like online counseling. There's this, I think I open up Seven Cups of Tea. I think that's the website, where you just talk to some random stranger that's willing to listen. But they're trained uh, when it comes to like suicidal lines. I think I did call the suicidal line at one point. Um, and I was just very open to those types of people. I, I'm not sure why. Maybe it's because due to the fact that I don't see them on a regular, regular basis. And because of that, they don't bear any personal responsibility in some sense. And I didn't want to share that burden onto my friends. Or I didn't want to share that burden onto my family, you know. Because it's it's rough, like like it's heavy for me already, and I feel like if I shared that to them, it would have been heavier for them, and I and that in turn that would just make me feel like more shit, you know. And so, you know, that was my reasoning why I couldn't share all these things inside me. And that was high school. Um, looking back as well. Yeah, I, I think I, I do take full responsibility in that aspect uh, of my life. But um, I will be fair to myself. I, I did, I, growing up, I don't think I was raised properly. Um, I think I was neglected in a sense. Ever since I switched to public school, it's like um, there was no seriousness in my education anymore. Um, my parents would just stop educating me at home or keeping me accountable for my education. They thought I think I think they thought I was smart enough 
to you know just do things on my own uh, but I don't think I was or rather I was just too lazy and so that's what I really that's what I really hate about myself right now is just that laziness and I hate that it started at a very young age and kind of just became a practiced habit that I'm really trying to break at this moment and so yeah it the thing that comes with laziness is even the mindset of it and this complacency towards everything. I just hate it. And so looking back, it just I, in some ways I grew a lot from where where I was back then. But looking back, it's just crazy. What I wish I could say to myself if if I were to talk to my seventeen year old to eighteen year old self was just. It's just, um, I would tell him that things are temporary, but he has to hold on. That's the most important thing that I've learned out of that experience. That all the trials that I've faced, is just, it sucks to be in that moment, but you have to hold on. You know, quitting is not the option. It's, it's, it's a worse option, actually. And so this thing that I'm feeling right now, you know, it's temporary. I don't know when it'll heal, maybe it'll take years or decades, but it's temporary. It'll, it'll be a cure one day. And that you gotta kinda keep the optimism with the pessimism that you're facing right now. So, that's my high school story so far. I'll try to be back guys next time, quicker for the third part. Um, and yeah, there's a lot going on. A lot of positive things going on, but uh, I'm sorry if uh, if I kind of brought you guys down. This is just a reflection of my life, and I feel like I need it. And I want to be transparent with everybody, uh, you know, that's been following me, especially to my friends. I wish I can say that, you know, one, I'm sorry I couldn't open up to any of you guys at that time. It was it's high school's high school, but. You know, that, that was my one regret. It's just not opening up, or at least opening up to one person there. But I felt like I couldn't just because of this wall that I put in front of myself. But uh, I'm trying to be more open now, just with myself and the whole world that's, uh, you know, that I let into my life here. So, again, I, I love you. Every, I love everybody that listens. I love you guys that support me. Uh, you know who you are. And, you know, God bless you all. I, I will be praying for everybody. And... You know, I, I'm just grateful at this point in my life. So, thank you so much. Love you guys. Take it easy. I'll be back soon. All right. Peace easy.